Good morning and welcome to the Marcus Today Breakfast Briefing. My name is Henry Jennings. It is Tuesday, the 7th of June. And as usual, with all the information contained in this briefing, it is general advice only, so please do your own research. Contact your own financial advisor regarding any of the thoughts, ideas, or insights in this briefing. And if you need to, of course, you can always pause the slides here, read our briefing disclaimer in full, or if you're listening to this on the World Wide Web, wherever you are in this wonderful beautiful world of ours, you can head on over to marcustoday.com.au and read the disclaimer there and of course catch up with all the other goodies or even sign up for a free two-week trial. All right, well we had a bit of a lackluster night in the US markets, lackluster volumes as well. Dow Jones closed up 16 points or 0.05%. A little bit of optimism about China reopening, but as usual, concerns about inflation, etc., and interest rates dominating the proceedings. NASDAQ was up 0.4 of a percent, 49 points, 12,061, and the S&P 500 in the middle for diddle up 0.31%, 13 points, 41.21. Our SPY futures showing a loss of five points, and we'll get on to more of that in a minute. VIX index, though, up slightly, up 0.3 of a point to 25, 1.1%. 3% better for the VIX, but it really was a pretty quiet night on the US markets. Again, 10-year yields topping 3%, though, which was a little bit of a worry. And we do get key inflation data later this week from the US. We also have ECB on Thursday. And, of course, we have the highlight of our week, for Aussie investors at least. We have the RBA meeting this afternoon. 2.30, we'll get to here from that. And over in the UK, Boris Johnson managed to survive a no-confidence vote, only because there probably wasn't anybody that uh, was up against him that had any credible chance of winning. But I digress. In terms of commodities last night, we had Brent crude smidge off 0.18% down, 21 cents, just uh, balking at that 120 level, 119.51 US dollars a barrel. The WTI price down 0.31%. 37 cents, 118.50. The gold price down $6.50 or 0.35%, 1843 7 Iron ore up $0.80 or 0.55%, 145.20. And the Aussie dollar just slipping below 72, 71.92. So a little bit of strength creeping back into the US dollar last night and causing that uh, gold price to slip slightly, the Aussie dollar to slip as well. In terms of other commodities, coming back online, of course, after the LME was closed for Thursday and Friday for Platinum Jubilee celebrations, uh, copper was up 2%, nickel up 5.7%, and aluminium up 2.1%, zinc unchanged, lead up 2.3%, tin up 2.6%, and in mining shares overseas, we had Freeport up 3.5%, Alcoa up 3.5%, Tech up 0.15, Anglo up 3%, Glencore up 3.4, Vale unchanged, Arbomile up 2.8%, BHP in ADR terms was down half percent, but Rio up 1.4% there. Here you see the S&P 500. I had a relatively uh, okay start, but just drifting. Once again, we are seeing quite quiet conditions in the US, low volume trade as well, so uh, not so good. But we did see that uh, 
Nasdaq up, Apple was up 0.52%. They had some big announcements overnight, and we'll get onto those in a minute. Meta up 1.8%, Google up 2%, Microsoft down half, Amazon up 2 Tesla up 1.6%, US banks doing very little, Block up 0.34%. So nothing very exciting there. Twitter down 1.5% last night. In major stories overnight, the U.S. stocks paired gains, but then slightly higher. Ten-year Treasury yield tops 300, and the RBA set for consecutive rate hikes. <coughs> Excuse me. Boris Johnson clings to U.K. leadership after thwarting rebels. Wasn't exactly a convincing win, but under Tory party rules, uh, they are unable to bring another no-confidence vote for another 12 months. Apple unveils biggest MacBook Air redesign in over a decade and importantly enters the buy now, pay later space. And we'll talk about that in a minute. ECB gets ready to tighten policy as peers speed up. We've got the ECB meeting on Thursday. And US inflation seen dropping due to monetary policy tightening and economic slowdown. Bear in mind, though, that gasoline prices in the US still hitting record highs in California They're paying $9.60 a gallon due to those high state taxes they have there. $9.60 a gallon, which I think works out at about $3.31 a litre. If that's not an incentive to switch to electric vehicles, I don't know what is. Economists say near-term U.S. recession unlikely, but headwinds growing for 2023. And Saudi Arabia has hiked the price of crude to its Asian customers. U.S. is mulling lifting some China tariffs on household goods to fight inflation. You do get the feeling there is a little bit of a uh, warming in the relationship between not only New York, the U.S. and China, but also Australia and China. Just a smidge of warmth back in that relationship, but maybe needs must when the devil drives on inflation. President Biden has lashed out at Musk's super bad economic forecast and has defended the car industry. Mind you, Elon Musk having said that he had a super bad feeling about the economy and was going to slash the Tesla the Tesla workforce by 10%, walked that back and said that actually staff numbers would probably go up. So you don't know whether you're Arthur or Martha with Elon Musk. What to expect today? We do have the RBA meeting today. This is the biggie. Bond futures are fully priced in a 25 basis point rise, which is my best case scenario or my uh, preferred scenario, I guess, just enough to show that it's serious, but not enough to spook the horses too much. But certainly all eyes will be on the RBA at 2.30, and very little, I suspect, will be done prior to that. It will be a good excuse to stay on the sidelines. Bear in mind that yesterday was the quietest day volume-wise of the year. This is including the uh, the dog days of summer back in January, etc. But this was the quietest day of the year yesterday. So a lot of traders sitting on their hands, not knowing what to do, not knowing which way to jump, and preferring to go on holidays and uh, preferring to go to seminars, etc. So other things taking front and center in a lot of traders' minds at the moment. 10-year yields in the US, 3.04%. Australia, 3.48%. Germany, 1.32%. All climbing a little bit. Our market today, as I say, we got SPY futures down five points. So it's unlikely to see a lot of interest in our market. We could see a little bit of interest in some of the commodity stocks again as LME comes back online. And we have seen some interest in some of those mining stocks overseas. BHP may be 
uh, missing out a smidge. Didn't do much in ADR terms, but banks will probably be pretty flat. Industrials pretty flat as well, and no really big news out there. So all eyes, 2.30 RBA, 25 basis points is my forecast. Dalian Iron Ore futures climbed to a 10-month high on Monday. We did see uh, oil uh, iron ore inventories at major ports in China are now their lowest levels for a year. And we did see European markets rally last night. Stocks 50 up 1.5, FTSE up 1, CAX up 1, DAX up 1.3. And in Australia, this is uh, somewhat concerning, and this is partly the reason why we are seeing elevated energy prices for electricity and gas. Nearly 25% of coal capacity remains offline. Power stations, coal-fired power stations, cannot get enough coal. And uh, certainly some of the closures from AGL in uh, Victoria and Queensland, that 25% is actually a bit low. Uh, it's more like 28 30% of coal capacity is remaining offline. Elon Musk has warned that he might walk away from his $44 billion US Twitter deal because of the fake account issues. He does owe uh, Twitter a billion dollars in break fees if he does walk, but if he can satisfy the conditions of the contract with uh, those fake accounts, maybe he can get away with not paying the $1 billion. Now, Apple last night had their big developer conference, big announcements on MacBook Air and some new operating system upgrades and chips, but the big announcement as far as uh, the market goes, I suspect, will be they have announced they will be entering the buy now, pay later business with Apple Pay Later. This at the moment will only work in the US. It's backed by US MasterCard, but uh, you would imagine that it will roll out elsewhere uh, if it is proven successful. It's a very similar model to what we have already with the likes of Zip, uh, Klarna, Affirm, etc. in the US. Uh, four payments over six weeks, four equal payments over six weeks, no interest, and it is available at anywhere you can shop with Apple Pay. So Apple Pay later, and you'll manage it from your wallet. So an interesting move from them. Always rumoured to do so, but it certainly is not going to help the case for Zip, Block, Affirm, or Klarna in the US. Galileo, now in the sights of IGO, it appears, rumours going around at the moment that Galileo mining, which has been on an absolute tear recently, uh, up from 20 cents to uh, nearly a dollar eighty at times, uh, is on the dance card for IGO, which already owns nearly 9% of the stock. And Hum director uh, Abercrombie has bought more than 5.2 million shares, now owns around 20% of the companies, bought those under the Creek provisions, as he wants the deal with Latitude to be kicked out. And JCAR has ditched its sale plans. Uh, didn't seem as if there was enough interest at the right prices to get that one away. And Crown Sydney, the jewel in the crown, if you like, with the new casino stretching to the sky for Jamie Packer, still yet to be licensed, and that licensing decision looks like it's been pushed back another two weeks. So uh, no champagne just yet for the people at Crown Resorts. Question of the day today, talking yesterday about uh, where do we get our research and who do you trust most, which is the research house that you respect and trust the most? Is it the likes of Morgan Stanley, Goldman Sachs? Of course, Goldman Sachs very much in the news last week for their call on lithium. Or is it the likes of Macquarie or maybe Ord Minette? Who do you trust the most in terms of research house? 
Well, that's it from me today. Thanks very much for listening. You can head on over to the Facebook discussion group. As always, we'd love to have your thoughts, ideas or insights in that group. It's a fantastic group, about 3,500 plus members growing all the time. Members helping members is the motto there. And of course, we have the Marcus Strategy podcast every day in the lunchtime email, which is our fly on the wall look at the morning meeting. The On The Desk podcast where the team in Melbourne talk about all things financial and my On The Couch podcast where I catch up with some CEOs and fund managers when they're not too busy to come down off their ivory towers and talk to me, that is, and uh, we uh, have a little bit of fun, a little bit of a relaxed uh, chat about some things that I hope find will be find found interesting for you guys. But that's it for me today. Don't forget, next Wednesday, new time, same bat channel. Next Wednesday at 12... At, sorry, not 12.30. Next Wednesday at 5.30. We'll go for around an hour with an Ask the Analyst session. You can ask me questions in advance, and I will pick the best five or the most popular five stocks to analyse in a little more detail. But that's it for me today. Thanks very much for listening. And may the trading gods be with you.